I just want to wake up every day, throw a leg over my scoot, and ride. American Roadrunner. American Roadrunner. Stories from the road, on-road and off-road. Whether you are a rider, wrencher, racer, or just a weekend warrior, this is the show for you. You found us, my fellows. And now, your host, Bob Marshall. Yes, welcome back, my fellows, to this, the American Roadrunner Motorcycle Show. I am your host and author of the book, American Roadrunner, Bob Marshall, fellow wrencher, rider, and racer. Here at the American Roadrunner Show, we share stories from the road. We're going to get into that in just a minute. First, let's talk about the big white Harley in the room. For just a few minutes. Seems we have a bit of a COVID situation here in this country. So what are we all doing about it? Obviously, the governments are very interested in us staying home and not spreading this virus around. And I think a lot of it goes back to World War I and the Spanish flu and all the troubles we had with that. If you ever get a chance, research that. In the meantime, know that I don't have any of the answers for this. What I can share with you is what I am doing. I am getting rid of a lot of stress because I've been working a lot. It's a lot of freaking work to try to keep the government open when the doors are closed. As some of you may or may not know, I get to work as a mechanic and take care of all these very tall buildings here in downtown Riverside. So, I have been riding. Oh, sure, I've been riding a bit as well, playing with my typewriters, transposing a few things. You know, I'm real excited about releasing another book someday soon. But in the meantime, the answer is writing and riding. So I hit the road. I pack a lunch, I pack a coffee thermos, and uh, I just go. And I got to tell you, it's been wonderful. Yeah, I got to refuel sometimes. I stop put rubber gloves on, you know, refuel, swipe the card, take the gloves off, throw them in the trash receptacle, and hit the road again. It's been very rewarding and very exciting to get out on the open road and enjoy it all. Whatever you may be doing in this situation, do it. Whatever makes you comfortable. But I got to tell you, Eating up miles without all these cagers in my way has been pretty freaking exciting. A quick big thanks to all the truckers and all the suppliers I see on the road, making sure we got everything we need to keep our country open and moving. I know personally, I don't get out much I've learned. I mean, not going anywhere really hasn't affected me, and it's real exciting to hang out at home without my bandana on my face. Because when I'm at work, I'm wearing my bandana all the time. The thing is, when I'm on a motorcycle wearing my bandana like I do through, you know, all the rainstorms, keeps the rain from hitting my face so hard, all the dust storms, Arizona, or shoot, even in Palm Springs we get them. But regardless, wearing a mask without a bunch of air flying at your face has proven to be very different. 
Lucky for me, I had eight bandanas or something. I know I've given a few away to friends and fellow roadrunners, which has been great. So every day I come home and I get to make sure my bandanas are washed, just like my undershirts are washed and ready for work the next day. We got some exciting things on the show today. We're going to wrap up part three, Miss Road Angel, Miss Lilac LeFleur on the gram. She's got some exciting, exciting things to tell us about her future as well as her views on social media. So this is going to be cool. Before we do that, we're going to have ourselves just a little bit of a contest. So I'm going to give you a quote. You're going to tell me where I stole it from. I topped it out. I got it right here on this lovely piece of paper. The quote is, if you run from technology, it will chase you. If you know who I happen to be quoting, quick, send me an email, uh, DM, Facebook message. I don't carry your pigeon, motorcycle carrier, whatever. Let me know the answer, who originally quoted if you run from technology, it will chase you. So just a quick hint, it was not me. This is all for a swag package. Swag package includes signed book, American Roadrunner. I happen to actually have a freaking copy in my house I can send you, along with some cool stickers, bookmarks, and the condom. The condom that the book comes in when you order it off of the website. So very excited to send that out. Again, the first person who can tell me via any way possible who said that you're in. In the meantime, I'm very serious. I hope you and your family are healthy and well. Your loved ones are doing well. And boy, this virus, it just hasn't peaked yet at this time. And so it's been uh, very different. But I got to tell you, I'm taking advantage of it on road. No, I have not been pulled over. Am I breaking the law? I guess, but who knows? Who knows at this point? I'm uh, really enjoying getting out and enjoying America's road. They're all for us. So without further ado, part three, Road Angel, American Roadrunner Motorcycle Show. Enjoy, my fellows. <laughs> Tell me about social media. We had a start of a good conversation about that earlier. Mm -hmm. um, and well, I'm very excited at you empowering you on said regard of social media. You did really good. Okay. Um, I mean, for both ways, yeah. So currently, I I don't have any social media. Um, which I, I think to some people is a little bit strange because I was very present in social media, especially during the, the two years that I lived on my bike that I was out riding all over the country. And I guess I got like a lot of followers of people who enjoyed watching my trips and stuff. Um, so I was, I was very present. And even so, even with my accident, I was still pretty present and I was taking it. I was using social media to show others like, you know, this side of motorcycle riding, you know, when when those who go down and injured pretty badly, like how it affects us. And um, yeah, I shared most of my recovery, you know, from the week I was hospitalized and then um, 
being in bed rest after major surgery. Yeah. Um, I even, I, I don't remember the stories I posted, but I would even post when, um, I felt extremely overwhelmed and just like emotional of how, you know, my freedom was taken away. Like not only from not being able to ride because my bike got totaled, totaled or whatever, but just the basic things that we're blessed when we're born, like walking, like I've been walking my whole life and suddenly to be taken away from me. And especially that I just established myself independently in a city. I, I don't recognize, or I don't know that well. Like it just, I felt really trapped. Um, so social media was there for me to showcase, I guess, to everyone how to, how I've been going, getting through it. Um, and then it also helped me, to be in contact with everyone else around the world, um, or mo- in the U.S. that yeah. I've met, like motor, uh, motorcycle people that I met from all my trips. And everyone's been really great, um, telling me, you know, well wishes and speedy recovery. And I really appreciate those who even like message me saying, you know, if, even if you don't feel like getting back on a bike anytime soon, just know that it's okay. Like it's, you got to heal at your own pace kind of thing. And it helps me a lot because a lot of the people that I am friends with are a lot older than me. And, um, I'm still, you know, being 25, I think I'm still a bit naive. I feel like it's always the end of the world when something bad happens. Mm -hmm. But yeah, my older, older folk friends teach me like, no, like this is just part of life. You go through your ups and downs and you can get through it. Um, but recently, um, I think I've just been going through so much with this recovery, um, that I decided for my well-being to be off of social media and it's been actually really amazing, really helpful. How long have you been off social media? Uh, for about three weeks. I pretty much did it like the, the new year. Good job. Yeah. And I didn't do it just cause like, oh, it's a new year. Let me try this. It. I was just happening. It just happens to be when I was uh, going through that mental phase where I'm just yeah. like overwhelmed. I felt kind of uh, paranoid, like of putting my information out there. So I think I just, you know, I just did something for myself. My favorite were always the digs you took at me. Some inside joke. Hey, look, I can walk. Hey, look, I can walk with a kid. I don't remember what it was. Those are my you my favorite posts of yours. Yeah, I mean, no, for the most part, my posts were very, like, cheerful and, like, hopeful. Like, mm-hmm. that I was doing really great. But, I mean, I, I think it's kind of obvious. Most people just post, like, the positive things about their lives. And even though I have been posting some of the bad parts to, like, you know, just teach people or show people the ups and downs in life, there was a lot more downs that I wasn't sharing, obviously. And I didn't feel comfortable to share, um... And it wasn't helping that because I believe because I was uh, posting a lot of hopeful things, I, were, I was getting messages of people kind of determining how I'm doing, um, you know, just because I'm, I'm posting that I'm, I'm taking my first steps. People are telling me, like, I'm I'm good to go. I'm A-OK. Like, yeah. you're back to your life again. And I, I get it. They, they mean well by what they mean, but like it. It made me feel lonely because people don't really know what I'm going through currently. Um, so even though social media is there to connect people, um, it it was actually making me feel even more lonely because I didn't really have a deep connection with someone. I just have like an internet connection. 
So to help me develop deeper connections with the friends that are close to me, that's why I decided to be off of social media and just put more effort to contact my friends through phone phone calls or texts and like what we're doing right now. Like, hey, I'm going to drive an hour and a half to you so we can hang out and catch up. This is so much better, obviously, than a DM over Instagram. Amen. Tell me about your future. Oh, man, my future. (laughs) Finish school. Yeah, no, I definitely want to finish school. Ride Um, some more scoots around. Yeah, I think so, especially that I rode for the first time today. It'd be kind of weird if I ended up not on a bike anymore. Because I have to admit, there were moments where I thought, I'm done with motorcycles. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's not worth it. Um, But I think I am going to get back on a bike. And I think I've at at this point, I kind of made like barriers for myself. Like, I don't think I'll commute to school anymore on it. I think I'm just going to be on a bike to do my long distance trips. Um, And then maybe just a couple like group rides with my girls over there. But when it comes to commuting, I think I'm going to stay back. At, At least at this moment, you know, there's always public transportation. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or you could. Buy a car. I know. I'm so upset. I mean, I wouldn't buy a bike, or sorry, I'm so used to saying buy a bike, um, buy a car, but because of the location I live in Milwaukee with the weather, crazy weather, like, I think I gotta get a car. <laughs> Angel's been hanging out without a car, just two bikes parked in her little parking spot in her apartment complex there, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Everybody in my apartment place knew me as. I guess the motorcycle girl. <laughs> some some girl riding motorcycles. No cars, just two motorcycles. Right. Two big, beautiful Harleys. <laughs> down to one. The future is bright for you, young lady. If I may be so bold, I'm very proud of you. Oh, thanks, Mom. What do you think you want to do when you grow up? When I grow up? If I ever grow up? <laughs> <laughs> we don't ever want to grow up. <laughs> I don't know. I'm. I like. A lot of things. I mean, right now I'm going to school for business, um, concentration in marketing. So I'm going to be somewhere in the business field, hopefully in the motorcycle industry. That'd be exciting. Yeah, because I'd love to give back, you know, for what motorcycles done for for me right. with happiness and freedom and stuff. I want to give that to, I don't know, deserving brands. Just share share the, the love of motorcycles out to the consumers so you hear that if you happen to work in the industry and need a business slash marketing mind (laughs) the answer is miss angel is available and she's single so she's not gonna be hang on let me call my boyfriend let me talk to my husband about it oh hell no she's gonna be right (laughs) (laughs) oh hell no although it's been my opinion young women like you don't stay single for very long so i think you're going to be just fine in life, darling. No, thank you. Aren't I an assuming jerk sometimes? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Dad. (laughs) Ah, good stuff. And there you have it, Miss Angel. Find her on the gram, Lilac LeFleur. Let's get to some more exciting stuff. We're going to be sharing a few of the Ride 1K in a Day stories here in a second. And I might have a cool little poem for you after that. It's always good to have some good road poems. 
Before that, just a big thanks to some of our sponsors, supporters, partners in crime, gasoline and coffee, always one of my favorites, because as you all know, I sure do enjoy a cup of their delicious octane coffee. Mm. Find them on the gram or on their website. And a big shout out to the awesome Dirty Radio FM. Download the app, two clicks, bam, you're playing music, commercial free. Enjoy that, because I know I do. Okay, here we go. And in this time, people have absolutely been killing the Ride 1K in a day. Just a few things you need to know before you Ride 1K in a day. Let's keep it simple because less paperwork equals more miles. Take a few photos during the ride. Submit them on the web form later. You have 24 hours to complete a minimum of 1,000 miles on any two-wheeled motored vehicle. All riders must document and submit their own ride, even if it's in a group. Take five photos or so of gas receipts next to an odometer, total miles, not trip, zero miles to a thousand miles, and three in between. If you go beyond 1,000 miles and want us to count those two, take a photo when you're done. Date, time, location, and odo miles must all be present and clearly visible in all photos. Check the gas receipts for this information. Make sure you get them photographed. If any of this is ever a problem, use your best judgment to provide undisputable proof of all these things. If you don't have an odometer, because I know most of my motorcycles don't, that's okay. Take the same photos as you do gas receipts with your motorcycle in the background. All locations on gas receipts must plot a minimum of 1,000 miles when routed on Google Maps. So you take a picture of your fuel receipt when you start, you take a few pictures in between of those fuel receipts. You take a picture of your fuel receipt when you stop and your motorcycle. I know I do. Of course, I think I just had them on my tank bag, but it was pretty beat up. So it's pretty obvious it was my tank bag. It works. Do the self challenge. Kill yourself a thousand miles in 24 hours. And above all, have a good time. So there's this guy. SD underscore real underscore estate crushed his third ride 1K in a day for this year. His goal is to ride a 1K in a day every month for this year. He's been doing it. So here's what he wrote about his third ride. He ended up finishing at 1,072 miles in 17 hours, 26 minutes. That's 1,072 miles. 17 hours, 26 minutes, but went 100 miles more to get home. So he writes, like a genius, I decided to wait until the day before my ride to get the bike ready and then realized on a Sunday after everything had closed that I needed a new back tire. You never realize how shot they are until you need a new one. Yikes. Can't believe I almost decided to go anyways. I chose to postpone one day, but after leaving the shop, I had that invincible feeling you get after putting on a new tire and having the bike all prepped, so I decided to hit the road anyways. I've been wanting to expand my reach of these 1,000 mile days, so I figured no time like the now. I grabbed a cheap room, some wine and pizza, and called it a night. 
The next morning was exactly what I had hoped for, that feeling when you're already on a vacation. Not that riding out of San Diego sucks, but it's gotten pretty utilitarian. First world problems, I know. Anyways, it felt awesome to start the ride and already feel well underway. Riding along the eastern Sierras is always amazing. Seeing the Mammoth Mountains completely empty was trippy. After that, I started to wander through Nevada. On more than one occasion, I spent more than an hour on the road without seeing a single car or business. A whole lot of nothing, which totally hit the spot. Crazy, though, to be 50 miles from nowhere and see a single house and realize that person really doesn't like to be bothered. Interesting things I saw on the trip? Deer, elk, an empty ski resort, endless mounds of army bunkers in Hawthorne, Nevada housing, who knows what, the Shady Lady, which is apparently a brothel that closed a few years ago, a couple of towns so small they didn't have a gas pump, and the lights of Vegas 80 miles away on the other side of a mountain range, so bright it looked like sunset. By the end of the day, I was tired and questioned my goal of 12 1Ks this year. By the next morning, I was planning my next one with full enthusiasm. Hashtag get busy living. Hashtag Point Loma 7. This guy is freaking killing it. Good for him. I'm not too sure exactly what his route is, but it looked like he might have started in Victorville, gone over to Baker, up to Austin, Nevada, in the middle of Nevada, and then come on down through Mammoth and eventually back to San Diego. Way to go, Mr. SD Real Estate. I got to get this guy on the show. I mean, he's just cranking it, having too much fun. Whoa, what about Mr. Rancho Craigamunga here? This dude knocked out his third 1K this year. So that's two riders going on here every month for 2020. Craig crushed this one on the smallest bike on record. I am so disappointed in myself. This guy, I get all excited personally about my Honda Rebel. This guy killed the ride 1K in a day on a Honda Grom. That's 125 cc's. He routed it on Google Maps to avoid highways. It equaled 1,002 miles in, get this, 22 hours, 35 minutes. Oh my gosh. Mr. Rancho Craig Amunga wrote, don't be a douche and try to race a Grom when you have a Hemi. Another one in the books, keeping on schedule for my one a month. This ride comes with a little twist. First was a solo ride. Second ride was with a passenger, of course, but this one was on a Grom, 125 cc freaking Grom. Many were skeptical, thought it couldn't be done, but I did it, and I am proud of the accomplishment. Thank you for those cheering me on. Now, it wasn't really by choice that I rode the Grom. My Harley's been in the shop for almost two months, but I wasn't going to let that stop my goal of making it happen. I didn't even make excuses. I made a route, avoided all highways, didn't get to see much except farmland and back roads, but I still had a dope experience. I rode that Grom like it was a go-kart with total disregard to those around me. See you at the next one. Well done, sir. Holy heck. And yeah, he started like east of Bakersfield, took all back roads, up north, round the mountain, 
through the woods and ended up up north in some town called Cottonwood, California. Man, this guy's killing it. Okay, on to the next. One Mr. Nicholas crushed this 1K with his father. 1,042 miles in 18 hours, 17 minutes. His father will have photos as well, but let's see what Mr. Nicholas said. This is so freaking awesome. My first ride 1K in a day, personally, yes, I did with my pops. This dude's killing it. Got to ride with his pops. Doesn't get any better than that. Nicholas writes, this ride begins with a false start. My dad and I started from home. My brother rode with us a bit out of town before turning back. The plan was a loop to Windover and back to Susanville. The weather was great until Reno, where it got cloudy and cold. In Austin, Nevada, we'd been rained on and I couldn't feel my fingers or toes. Outside of Eureka, there was freezing rain, and when we reached Eli, it was dark, and I was shivering badly. I'm not trying to laugh. I've just totally been on this road in this situation myself. It's not fun. Realizing we wouldn't make the whole loop, my dad and I decided to hotel up and figure something else out in the morning. I was bummed that I had to quit that night, but when we decided to try again the next day, I felt hopeful again. Eli's Rustic Inn is great, by the way. Yeah, I know. I've been there a few times. It's cool. It's affordable and clean. That morning, the true 1K ride began, and we went south towards Las Vegas, Highway 93, the most deserted highway I've ever seen. But some of the rock formations out there are amazing. Agreed. We passed through Vegas and got rained on again from Tehachapi into Bakersfield. It warmed up and everything was green. The air smelled like flowers for miles, from blooming trees in the orchards. After a spectacular sunset, we rode up 99 in the dark. Unfortunately, most of 99 smells more like manure than flowers, but at least it was warm. I could feel my fingers and toes for a change. My dad's bike began having trouble starting after gas stops, so he left it running at all times. <laughs> Well done, sir. We saw the cops run down a speeder. I hit a pothole so hard it moved my mirror, and I hit a poor rabbit. But otherwise, the ride was uneventful until past Chico. Deer Creek Canyon is sketchy at night. It's curvy, known for deer, and foggy at the end. Luckily, we didn't see any deer until much closer to home. We rolled into town about 4.30. It felt great getting the challenge done, especially after failing the day before. But ultimately, I rode 1,447 miles in under 48 hours. 1,000 of that, of course, within the same 24 hours. I'm pretty proud of that. Heck yeah, man. This is so, I get so excited when people share their adventures like this. They literally started from Eli, went down south through Vegas, Bakersfield, uh, man, right on up, back up into Susanville, California. Congratulations, Nicholas. Now we're getting to the super cool dad post. So Chuck, that's dad, rode with his son to crush 1,053 miles in 18 hours, 15 minutes. Here is his story. I was 12 when I got my first bike, a Kawasaki KM100. I fell in love with that bike, and riding became a passion for me to this day. 
I'm very proud to share this passion with my boy. Nick is a Lassen Hotshot, wildland firefighter for the Forest Service. We have to do our rides in the spring before the second week of May when he goes back to work. He bought a brand new 2017 Dyna Wide Glide in 2018. Last year, I took him from Susanville to Florida and back. We rode about 5,000 miles in three weeks and we had a blast. This year, Nick asked if I wanted to do 1,000 miles in 24 hours to Salt Lake and back. We left Susanville at noon on 4-9-2020, and the weather changed drastically from what we had researched. The rain started, then the temperature started dropping below 35 degrees. Needless to say, even with rain gear on, we decided to call it when we arrived in Ely, Nevada. Nick was very disappointed. We plotted a new route south to Vegas, over to Bakersfield, California, up to Chico, California, then over the hills to Susanville, which gave us another 1,000 miles in 24 hours challenge, if he was up to it. Nick was very excited about the idea, and we headed out the next morning at 10 a.m. on 4-10-2020. The weather was upper in the 40s and low 50s, and raining off and on until we got to Bakersfield, California where the rain stopped and the temp stayed in the mid-60s up to Chico. Nearing home, just over the mountains for the last leg of the trip, almost immediately the temp dropped back down into the low 30s, and we had to ride with our visors open partially to see because they were frozen over inside and out. To add to the fun, the fog rolled in around Lake Almanor, and we just knew we were going to hit a deer. We made it home at 4.30 a.m. on 4-11-2020. We parked the bikes in the shop and skipped our planned beer drinking and cigars to celebrate our achievement and headed instead... <laughs> this is great. And headed instead for a hot shower in bed. Another great experience I got to share with my boys and our love of riding motorcycles. This dude's so freaking cool. Well done, Dad. Lloyd at ML underscore hotshot crushed 1,029 miles in 21 hours, 49 minutes. Then 500 more in under 36 hours to get back home. He left from San Diego and met his friend Michael, that's Hollywood Rebel 666, in Sacramento, who was crushing the same miles, but out of Vegas. And then they parted ways in Barso. More on Michael, but first, let's hear from Lloyd. I needed to get out of the house during these trying times, and a 1K would be just the thing to see some sights and stay away from everyone else. A friend of mine was in the same boat, and so I invited him to come along with me as such a thing would naturally be improved by company. I'd ridden up through San Joaquin along the five before and definitely did not want to repeat that. So I chose to go around the mountains along the coast via US 101 and California one. This proved to be the absolute best choice as the weather was immaculate. The improved air quality from the lack of drivers lately combined with the recent rain meant the hills of Southern California were greener than I had ever seen them, and I could see further than ever before. Though only for a few minutes after every gas stop because the bugs were out in force and I ended up wearing a not insignificant amount of these. The rest of the day's riding went smoothly. 
originally planning to go all the way to Dunsmer. We made it as far as Lakehead before deciding to turn around and make it to a rest stop at lower elevation before it got too dark. We grossly underestimated how far back the rest stop was and rode in the dark for a little over an hour before pulling in. My comrade struggled mightily with a can of tuna while I enacted a science experiment known as MRE. We both eventually defeated our opponents and enjoyed a meal before stringing up hammocks out of sight in the rest area and catching a little nap. We woke before the dawn and rode south. My tripodometer turned over the magic number at Sacramento as we got onto the 99 for the next leg of our trip. Stopping for gas a little further on down the road, we briefly rested before continuing on for the 500 miles and the road back home. Well done, Mr. Lloyd. And as promised, Michael at Hollywood Rebel 666, who met up with Lloyd, ML underscore hotshot, to share the road for a few hundred miles on their ride. Here's what Michael had to say. My buddy Lloyd hit me up and basically said, let's check out Shasta Lake at sunset. Just like Jesus, we rose for the occasion, and not only to do 1K in a day, but following up with a total of 1,500 miles in under 36 hours. Why the hell not? I set out from Vegas and met him outside Sacramento. We blasted up north to catch the sunset and turned right back around. A little hammock nap and a rest stop, and then we were off to finish the last 200 miles with 17 hours, three minutes left. We parted ways in Barstow, California, and I went on to finish the last 500 miles in under 36 hours. I can't say it was fun, but I can't say it was bad. It was just one of our days in quarantine. Don't worry, we practice social distancing responsibly. Happy Easter. Well done, Mr. Michael, and well done to everyone who happens to be listening who may or may not have already completed their Ride 1K in a day. Again, Facebook, Instagram, click on the link, go to the website, fill out the stuff, make it happen. Ride 1K in a day is a good one. As promised, some backer poetry to leave you with. This one comes from our very own Nicole Valencia, the female and better, in my opinion, voice of American Roadrunner Motorcycle Show. This is No Hands by Nicole Valencia. Enjoy, my fellows. Poetry from the Road. No Hands. I hit 66 in the 55. At 77, I came alive, rushing, crushing, and loving the ride. Head on a swivel, twisting that throttle. Fuck your pot, your excuses, fuck your bottle. Fuck all the things I've been that I'm not. This is me, I get what I've got. Trees blow by my peripheral glance, whirring and purring. My braids catch and dance. And the wind and I, we kiss, I grin. Hit a Carolina pothole and settle back in. I am all I need. This road is just for me. A time to think, a time to breathe, a time to remember, a time to grieve. 
No distractions, just my music and speed. I hit 77, and I am free. No hands. I hit 66 in the 55. At 77, I came alive. Rushing, crushing, and loving the ride. Head on a swivel, twisting that throttle. Fuck your pot, your excuses, fuck your bottle. Fuck all the things I've been that I'm not. This is me, I get what I've got. Trees blow by my peripheral glance, whirring and purring. My braids catch and dance. And the wind and I, we kiss, I grin. Hit a Carolina pothole and settle back in. I am all I need. This road is just for me. A time to think, a time to breathe, a time to remember, a time to grieve. No distractions, just my music and speed. I hit 77, and I am free. And wasn't that awesome? And aren't we excited to be graced with the presence of such poetry? Yes, it was so nice, I played it twice. Just a big thanks to Miss Nicole Valencia for all she contributes to this show and the world of motorcycle riding. She is a pretty darn new rider. It is pretty neat to see all that she does. Okay, we're going to get sentimental for a moment. We have had a birth in our moto universe. Yeah, yeah, they happen all the time. But if I may be so grand, congratulations, Mr. Curtis Morgan, on the newest member of your family, a baby girl, born just a few days ago. Looks like mama and daughter are doing good. You can check it all out on the gram. Man, I love babies, especially when they're someone else's. Don't forget to check us out on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, American Roadrunner. Find this motorcycle show anywhere. Hit subscribe. It is free. Catch all the episodes needed. We got some exciting things coming up. You're going to have to stay clicked in to find out what they all are. Until next time, my fellows, enjoy your road. And boy, I hope this message finds you and all your loved ones doing very, very well. American Roadrunner. American Roadrunner.